0: Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with the Director of Tourism for the Putnam County Visitors Bureau, Shan Stout. Thank you so much for joining us. Good
1: morning, Caroline. You got my whole title correct and that is quite the mouthful.
0: Well, I copied and pasted it from the internet. (laughs) You're a genius. (laughs) Thank you. Now, what is the Putnam County Visitors Bureau?
1: Okay, it sounds awfully fancy, but we are tasked with the opportunity of driving tourism to Putnam County. It's that simple. So we target fly and drive markets, and we encourage travelers to not only come through Cookville, but to stay here for short and long time frames, but also we're in charge of sports tourism, which is a whole other animal in itself. And most people are not aware that sports tourism, uh, it's over 50% of my job.
0: Well, I saw the other day on Instagram where you're a social media influencer. You were talking to a man from zimbabwe
1: yes zimbabwe <laughs> he,
0: he came here for some sort of competition on center hill that i didn't even know about
1: oh yes we brought 80 anglers from across the world 12 countries and they fished at center hill we put them up in lodging here in cookville we fed them here in cookville uh, they came and they did a parade of nations down the west side businesses and all held their flags representing their nations it was fantastic and the best thing now team england won the last world kayak bass fishing championship so they were last year's winners to beat and team usa They killed it. So Team USA is on top. They won the World Bass Fishing Championship. And uh, it was just an amazing time had by all. But, yes, Zimbabwe had me cracking up because we were talking about the aluminum kayak emergency boat responders on the water. And he could not figure out what we were saying. And he was like, (laughs) aluminum? So my my southern was not quite catching that. But I'm going to tell you, Caroline, Team Romania were my all-time favorites because they were the happiest group. They were so excited to be in the United States. Everything was fascinating to them. They had never been here before, and they were completely in love with ranch dressing. So (laughs) they were like, do you have more ranch dressing? I mean, like they were getting ranch dressing and putting it on their chicken. They were putting it on their potatoes. I mean, like they were drowning everything in ranch dressing. They went to the gas station and bought up every ranch dressing item That was for sale. I'm talking like 15 things and passing it around, letting everybody try. And they're like, have you had one of these? And I'm like, you know, it's (laughs) ranch Pringles. Yes, I've had one. So,
0: you know, this is starting to ring bells in my memory because maybe a week or two ago, I was walking down the street, the historic downtown broad. And my friend and I, we saw these two men walking down the sidewalk. They were in skinny jeans, kind of rolled up. And we said, (laughs) They look European.
1: They're not from around here. Are and they? then we
0: pass them, and they said hello, and kind of an accent. And we go, "Oh wait, they are." And now I'm thinking they were probably here for the sports fishing event.
1: Oh, absolutely! <laughs> and a lot of the countries arrive two weeks early to scout out the best places on the lake oh. for the largest fish. And so, I mean this this was a serious honor.
0: Break down for us how much sports tourism there is here, oh, I mean, my or goodness. what kind of sports you oversee.
1: It, it is everything you can think of. I mean, people reach out to us for everything from a national ping pong championship to pro sports for softball, baseball, basketball, the whole nine yards. We recently had the Jim Beam Pro Classic here, which was softball and baseball. And uh, they are going to relocate here to Cookville as their permanent home from Nashville and Hendersonville. So that is just so huge. And that brought over 4,000 people in one weekend to Cookville. So when I say sports tourism is a big deal for us, it, it drives a lot of our tourism. And then when these uh, athletes and families of the athletes come here, they go, oh, my gosh, you have so much to do. And so we are driving tourism long term through that resource as well they all receive a special QR code and a backpack from the visitors bureau and it tells them all the places to eat all the things to do where the waterfalls are you know all the attractions and so that way they can see not to just sit there for hours on mm-hmm. a softball or a baseball field they can get out during their breaks and do things so
0: how did you end up courting the Jim Beam Classic?
1: Okay, well, here's the good news. You know, sometimes you don't know which of the things you do are going to make a big impact later. But we had been for several years having their small tournaments, the ones that were just their amateur tournaments. And the big ones were being held in Nashville and Hendersonville. And we really didn't have a shot at those. We didn't have enough field space for them. And so Kid Rock was coming to Hendersonville and basically poached the field where the Pro Classic had already been booked to play, and they'd been doing it for years. So they said, sorry, guys, we don't have a place for you. Kid Rock's coming. And they had 11 days to find a new space. Well, again, the amateur tournaments had been happening here. They loved their experience, and they said, can you get us more fields? Well, that meant that we were going to be calling Tennessee Tech, so President Oldham got looped in, our intramural folks, Mark Wilson with TTU Athletics. Um, we had Mayor Porter on the line, Mayor Wheaton on the line. Everybody was scrambling. And then Parks and Rec, Leisure Services. I mean, like when I say it takes a village, it took a village of every single person uh <laughs> to make this happen in such a quick time. And remember, this is Memorial Day weekend when it's happening. So everybody's leaving the office early to go on vacation, take mm-hmm. a long weekend. So to make it happen was not only a miracle, but just a whole lot of people giving up their vacation time to bring this to Cookville. And when they did, they had such a good experience that they said, they called me the day after the tournament on a Monday and said, Shan just wanted to be the first person to tell you Cookville is our new home. We're coming back next year and every year after that you'll have us. And so we were floored. It's good that when you do something that that's that crazy and that much time laborious, you know, that it turns out to be a happy ending. So
0: Never thought I'd say this, but thank you, Kid Rock.
1: (laughs) I was very grateful. Happy accident. I should send him a thank you card. Truly. I'm sure he'd love that so much. (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: And so now they're coming every year. And this brings so much money, like you said, uh, not just to, say, a hotel, but they're eating. Oh. They're They're shopping. Yes,
1: they're doing all the things. And, I mean, that impact we can see year over year because we can take, say, Memorial Day weekend, we look at last year's data, we see what happened then and what happened this year, and then we see the difference, and that helps us gauge. But hotels right now, because of sports tourism, are Thursday through Sunday, like Maxed out. So we're reaching out to all of our Airbnb partners as well because we have to overflow too into Airbnbs. Like we, you know, we say, hey guys, if you, if you, you know, want to stay here, but it's maxed out, here's other opportunities. And so we've been uh, going to the Airbnbs, taking the full experience and doing videos and getting content and posting it on our website, tnvacation.com. It, it's a big undertaking, but a lot of fun.
0: I can imagine y'all are probably pedal to the metal every single day.
1: It is. Yes. I I consider it is our job in tourism is like driving a NASCAR race car where you never get a pit stop. Eventually we're like, we're going to hit the wall. We're going to hit the wall. We're going to hit the wall because it's going so fast and you want to do everything very precise, but because it is a fast moving machine, um we we just have to really be able to multitask in a big way.
0: Do you ever have a slow season? Is there a slow season
1: anymore? There, no, I thought there was I thought there would be a slow season in the dead of winter. <laughs> I thought what could possibly happen, you know, in the dead of winter, but it, it it's crazy. We had I mean our hotels were still being maxed out. I don't know what people were doing November through January, but I mean, they were staying here. And so our tourism was still ramping up when we would think that that would be our downtime. So we have not yet experienced a downtime that I can find.
0: And it's so great that y'all have these backpacks and brochures ready for these people. How do you get in touch with them? Are you emailing them?
1: We've, we've got multiple ways, and here's, here's what happens, because the age of technology, we are tracking people's mobile phone data as they're coming through town, how long they're staying in town, where they're going after they leave Cookville, and how long they're staying there. And so some of the most interesting data we have received since this past fall was the fact that we have people that are driving from Memphis and beyond Memphis— to stay here for seven and 10 days. And that was very unusual. That was not really our market originally uh, from data two and three years ago. But we then scour the Yelp reviews and the Google reviews and see what these people are saying from that market. And they're calling us Little Gatlinburg and low key Gatlinburg. And so from Memphis and that area, From West Tennessee, they're looking for a place they can vacation that's not going to drive them all the way to the Smoky Mountains. And they don't want the traffic and they don't want the heavy tourism population. So they're looking for something that's just like they say, a low-key Gatlinburg where you've got the natural resources, hiking trails, all the waterfalls, the things to do, and a charming downtown to shop without having to drive an extra three hours. So we have captured that market accidentally (laughs) by just being the middle point. Between Memphis and the Smokies, and uh, it's it's been fabulous. So now we have taken TNVacation.com, our banner ads that used to be the Gatlinburg ads, we've now taken those over, and it is the Visit Cookville on those banners where it used to say, you know, Ober Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge and all these things. And so now it says Visit Cookville, and you click there, and it takes them to our site. So...
0: I'm from here you're from this area it's so strange to think of us as a tourist destination
1: it when I first got on board and started researching I was like oh my word I mean I just I did not think of Cookville as a place where you would just go in vacation mm-hmm. you know it's like you may stop through you may go to a conference you know you go visit your kid at college I just you know you go shop here I didn't see it as a vacation destination, and let me tell you, it is a vacation destination. So we uh, we have travelers from all over, and I'm talking all over. We have people from Iceland come to town, a whole family, I mean, like generational family from Iceland. And they stopped in the visitor shop, and they said, we're here. What are some more things? Here's what we're going to do. What are some more things we can add to our list while we're here? And they wound up staying a couple more days because they added to what they were going to do. And they're like, while we're in the States, here's what we're going to do. So it was great.
0: More with Director of Tourism, (laughs) Shan Stout, right after the break. Welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm chatting with the Director of Tourism for the Putnam County Visitors Bureau, Shan Stout. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, so happy to be here, Caroline.
0: Before the break, we were talking about how people from all over the world are coming here. People from Iceland extended their vacation to stay in Cookville. How are you marketing abroad?
1: Okay, this is very interesting to me, and this is something that... That cost us nothing, which I know both city and county mayors love it when you say (laughs) you're getting free marketing, zero dollars. So it's a win-win. But uh, the Tennessee Department of Tourism reaches out and they say, hey, Shan, we have uh, this sales influencer. That's what they're called, who is wanting to promote international travel from such and such market to cookville and can we send them out you know you show them all the things you give them all the information you let them basically just spend a couple days with you experiencing cookville as a tourist and then they go to these international markets so for instance we had uh, maggie fuquay she was a sales influencer that came out and uh, we took Maggie to all the places. We visited everything from waterfalls to downtown shopping to the places to eat and drink and be and stay. Mm-hmm. She did all the things. And then she went back and her target market was Ireland and then that that whole area. So she goes to uh, travel agents across Europe and uh, overseas and says, hey, I want to promote You know, you to send people to travel to Cookville, which I thought originally, Caroline, I thought that was insane. I was like, you're going to talk people in Ireland to fly across the ocean and spend seven to ten days in Cookville, Tennessee. And she's like, yeah, I absolutely am. And so, you know, three or four months went by and we didn't see any change in what our travelers were. And then the people from Ireland started showing up. And I was like, oh my word, here they are. And they're walking into our shop. I mean, you know, and it was like their itinerary, like we were, we were listed as their first point of contact. And so they were walking in our doors and they were introducing us to their families and here's grandma and here's my nephew and all the things. And they just said, here's what we have planned to do. Does this look good to you? Is there something else we should do? And, uh, it was amazing. And so we have a very good working relationship with the state of Tennessee. And they are so happy to help us have the resources we need. And again, oftentimes it is a free resource and we just have to be willing to use it. And they they do what they say they're gonna do. I am I am now a believer. <laughs>
0: that once again when you grow up here you're so used to everything but there's so much beauty and we often take it for granted well
1: when you talk about the core of you're in downtown Mm -hmm. and it is a beautiful well-kept downtown with very diverse shops so that experience is lovely but from that point in the core of cookville you can drive in any direction to see a vast array of waterfalls hiking trails, and a mix of all of the above, Mm -hmm. including some you can just drive up to in your car, it is very unusual. So we have these resources, and I I talk to the locals all the time, and they're like, you know, I think I've maybe seen two waterfalls, you know, and they just, they're like, we don't realize that that's why people are coming here is is our beautiful natural resources, Mm -hmm. our wonderful downtown we have so many good places to eat, and I mean very good places to eat, that a lot of towns that are our size, that's something that's missing. You know, they will have franchises, but they don't necessarily have just exquisite dining that's just very different and uh, consistently good. So, and, and our hotels, I mean, it's just, it's all win, 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 win. It's, it's easy to market.
0: And are they all flying into Nashville and renting cars?
1: Oh no, not necessarily. Some are coming from Knoxville and okay. coming that direction in. Uh some people are staying in Nashville for two or three days and then driving into Cookville mm-hmm. and then staying another seven to ten days. And wow. every now and again they'll drive back to Nashville and then get on a plane and go home. Sometimes they'll go all the way to Knoxville and then hit those uh that airport and then go home. So it's it's very we see very different levels of travel. Um, it's, it's just an interesting culture of people. We're seeing it from people wanting to do close vacationing within the United States and the Southeast. We're seeing people come from New York and California. So they're flying in and it's just, uh I just have to give a shout-out to the state of Tennessee. They're doing such a good job of sending people our way, and then we are trying to market and capture the fly-and-drive markets that we are tracking. So it's just everybody working together to drive tourism. and. Send them back home. Spend their tax dollars and then send them back home.
0: Is there a typical tourist? Are they in their 20s, 30s, 40s?
1: I am seeing a trend to where there are international travels are usually a large family group or a couple. It's one or the other. We're not seeing like just an immediate family of like two kids and two parents. We're seeing like grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, cousins. You'll see a group of like 10 to 18 people. And they'll all travel together because once one wants to come, the others start saving money. And they just all, well, if you're not going to America without me, and they all come. Uh Or we're seeing an intimate couple, no children. Those are kind of the two markets internationally we're seeing a lot of. And then as far as other travelers across the U.S., we see everything on Earth, all ages, and a lot of senior adults coming here to visit waterfalls because of the accessibility. Mm -hmm. We have Burgess Falls that you can take about 20 steps from the parking lot and see your first waterfall. You can also go left from the parking lot and see a scenic overview of your waterfall if you can't do the trek. So we also have, you know, driving out to Rock Island. So people are just doing a little bit of everything. And then you have Window Cliffs Adventurers where people come out and they want an Instagrammable hard trek moment crossing water yep. to get to these places. And, <laughs> and they are just, you know, they're, they're going to be wearing their leggings and they're they crossfitters and everything else. So we're, we're seeing it all.
0: And it's fun because they're also interacting with locals.
1: Oh, it's, it's great. And they appreciate over and over we hear how friendly the community is. And our international anglers, I mean, they express that in the deepest way. They were here uh, for, some of them, three weeks or more. And every single one of them said, we are so impressed with how friendly and kind everyone was to us. And that makes me feel real good yes. because it's easy to market a place where people are well treated.
0: And that's the other thing. Tourism, people want to feel that a town has a soul, right? Oh, Otherwise, yes. what's the point of going?
1: Well, and it's how they're spending their downtime, their leisure time, their happy time. So the last thing they want is go to, to go to a place where people are going to treat them poorly or be rude. So, you know, you're spending your extra dollars to go do something that you hope is going to be magical And the way you're treated by the local community there, that culture, has a big bearing on what your whole experience winds up being like. So, Cookpool's great.
0: I feel like you're standing in the doorway between locals and all of these tourists, and you're kind of a liaison between the two. Because locals need to be happy as well if they're going to be a destination.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it would be hard to market... Uh, putnam county in general if we had a population of just rude <laughs> people mm-hmm. i mean you know if your restaurants were rude if your hospitality industry was rude if everywhere you know people went that they experienced a, a lot of hostility you know that that doesn't make it you can get them here but they won't come back right so uh, everyone is just wonderful
0: i think that's what people want i feel like Pretty much everybody here. If they sees that somebody's from far away, they want to show off how proud they are.
1: Well, I appreciate <laughs> so they're it. Nice. Keep, keep it coming. Just. <laughs> To the general populace, (laughs) I appreciate how welcoming and and easy you're making my job.
0: (laughs) More with Shan Stout right after the break. Good morning and welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with the Director of Tourism for the Putnam County Visitors Bureau, Shan Stout. Shan, can you break down the structure of the Visitors Bureau and how it works within the chamber?
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay, so here's the thing. It's a very unique situation that most counties... Do not model. Um, you'll see in a county, you'll have an executive director of a chamber of commerce, and that director is also maybe your main street person. They are also your tourism person. They are your grant writer. They are your you know beautification you know downtown Tennessee person. All of the things in that one role. Uh, but what we have at our chamber is we call it the three legged stool. So you've got (laughs) the Chamber of Commerce and they are in charge of membership and all of the things that go along with that so they're your ribbon cuttings and and driving those new members supporting uh engagement having networking opportunities all of those things then you have the highlands economic partnership and they are you know the workforce development piece the economic development piece major corporations industry all of those things But then you also have the Visitors Bureau piece. And some people don't understand that the Visitors Bureau is a division of the Chamber. So we'll have some people say, why doesn't the Chamber support tourism? Well, the Chamber supports tourism in a massive way because they literally have their own Visitors Bureau. And a lot of Chambers do not have that. They just have a Chamber director who is also driving tourism, but they don't necessarily have an entire division devoted tourism so that's the way it is here is that we literally have a bureau and within that bureau we have a visitor shop downtown and so that is your your welcome center for the community so we've spent uh 2022 and into 2023 driving traffic as being the first point of contact that first stop for visitors Uh, We have billboards out. We have uh, Google resources that are driving traffic to us. We have videos and commercials and the whole thing. Of course, social media. And we want to be that first point of contact because if the visitors can come through our door, we can talk to them, see what they're interested in, and make sure they don't miss an important piece of their stay that maybe would suit them even better than what they had planned. I've got a great staff, uh, Tessa Davis. She's in charge of social media and she is our, I call her the homegrown in-house influencer because when we, when we took her on, I, I had this concept that, you know, before we had paid a lot of influencers, a lot of dollars to promote, visit Cookville, promote our area, promote all the things. And I said, you know, wouldn't it be great if we just grew our own influencer, you know, so that way Our staff would be able to to drive tourism in a way that we had the control and we didn't have to depend on someone else's perspective. We could drive that narrative. And Tessa was game to do that. And so uh, it was amazing. Just within a couple of months of being on TikTok, uh, she had videos that almost had 400000 views. And you if you know Caroline social That's media yeah. is very fickle so some people work years and years trying to get that many views on anything and but she was very strategic and we just kept plugging away and she is fantastic so she's actually uh going out and doing all the things and taking all the tours and She's great. And then Taylor Plus, she is our inventory and retail manager of the visitor shop side and keeping us looking sharp and making sure everything we sell is impeccable and nice to touch and see and feel and buy. So it's it's just a great place to work.
0: What is a typical day of work like for you if there is a typical day?
1: Well, that's the fun thing about my job. No day is like any other day. So for instance, this past week, Uh, We took a tour of an Airbnb. We were on a pontoon boat uh, doing a tour of waterfalls. Uh, I was also writing grant narratives during my office work. I was doing uh, performance reviews for my staff. We were deciding on the new run of merchandise for fall. Uh, It's just all over the place. And then I was also navigating uh, someone that was trying to plan a trip from France to Cookville and what that might look like in an itinerary. So it is, um, we wear a lot of hats But it is never, ever, ever, ever boring. So it's better to be busy than bored. And we are definitely busy.
0: I can imagine. (laughs) And... Writing grants, that's a huge task in itself.
1: It is a lot, but you know, I have a background in healthcare marketing and those grants talk about something that is very daunting and cumbersome. So at least a tourism grant is colorful and the narratives yeah. are beautiful and expressive. And you're talking about waterfalls and you're talking about nature and you're talking about all these great ways to use your resources and uh, market people's free time. As opposed to healthcare, which that's a whole other animal.
0: <laughs> different different emotional state as well to <laughs> <Definitely>. be in.
1: <laughs> I'm doing the job that I love. I'm so excited to be here.
0: How long were you in healthcare?
1: A decade. Okay. Yes, and that's a that's a long time in healthcare. It's sort of like dog years. <laughs> a decade in healthcare is like fifty regular uh employee years. So it it was uh, it was a great job. Made it through the pandemic, but after the pandemic, I decided, you know what, I need a happier thing to market. And when this opportunity presented itself, they just don't even know at the chamber how excited I was uh, to take on this role as director of tourism. It, it fits me so well, and uh, it's just so nice to market such a such a happy product.
0: How long have you been director?
1: I've been director now for a year and a half. Okay and uh so i i got to see last year what my goals were i was looking over last year's goals and uh we have met all of last year's goals and we've exceeded them uh we even doubled our visitor shop sales and so all the things that i had planned for this year to hopefully happen have happened plus some and so that makes me feel real good i mean like i really had not realized how we had hit all of our milestones and had had to create new milestones before the year was even up. And, uh, that's just, that's a great place to be a good problem <laughs> to have. It, it is a good, it, it really was humbling to me because I had not really been keeping track of the goals we had set that we had already just like met them all. And so I went in to see, you know, where are we with our goals? Where are we with all our ratios? And I was like, Oh my gosh, we've met everything like we got to, we got, we've got to create some new goals so we have yeah. and uh, we're excited about them so
0: how do you know what is going on <laughs> that's such a vague question but that is there are so many events happening in our area not just cookville but the upper cumberland how do you keep it all straight and how do you attend almost everything because i see you on social media <laughs> at insta <Insta-Shanarue. laughs> follow her if you haven't already how do you manage that
1: well caroline it's it's funny because i was trained very young my my first career was in publishing so at the age of 20 i was on a national book tour so you have people every day dragging you to a different city uh doing a book signing here there everywhere you you wouldn't even know where you were i mean honestly after a couple of months you have no idea from city city to city And then you would go from everything to a speaking engagement, to a book signing, to uh, this reception, that reception, you know, the mayor would hand you a key to this and a whatever. And it was just a blur and did that for 11 years. So this feels normal to me. This (laughs) rhythm of things just feels very, very natural because that's what my first real corporate role was, was just push, 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 push from one thing to another and so this is like i don't know it's it's nice that i'm not having to go to multiple cities i'm doing it all right here in one county and so it's not like you're going you know to arizona to new york to wherever you're just one county so it actually is a little easier than than the way i started so it's interesting i i love it i absolutely love it
0: is it fun for you to look back at your career in publishing and also in healthcare and think, oh, all these things prepared me oh, for where yes. I am now, even if you didn't ever plan to be in tourism?
1: I'm a firm believer in mentorship. And so even with my staff, I'm like, I'm I'm the oldest person in the room. So by default, I've just got the most experience because I've been around the longest And I'm like, guys, you can take my advice or not, but here's what I would say to you in your current role, because I've been through multiple phases of a job. And when you can learn from the other people in your life, and I had so many good mentors and my son will even say, you can learn from a good example or a bad example, And that was powerful to me because I had never considered that you are learning from bad examples, too. So anytime in a workplace, if you go, oh, you know, I can't stand my boss or this or that, you can learn from a bad example how to be a good boss. Learn what not to do. You can (laughs) learn from a good boss how to be a great boss. So learning, you know, just just absorb what you can in your job because you don't know when you're going to need it. You may not need it right now. But you don't know that five years down the road, it's not really, really, really important. What I learned in healthcare was to be very precise, very exact, very thorough. You know, there's no mistakes in healthcare. People's lives, even in paperwork, someone's life is on the line. And so that has prepared me for this role where the more precise you are, the better you're likely to get grant dollars, the better you can track. Your marketing, which is more, again, the state of Tennessee goes, Hey, you know exactly what you're doing with the way you're marketing because everything you're doing is trackable, but it's trackable because everything we did in healthcare had to be trackable. And so it works out really, really well. And I can thank all of my former bosses for really drilling that into me because i was like man gosh you just need to breathe a little but no it was so important and now it's equally important just in a different way
0: cookville and putnam county are so lucky to have you directing tourism y'all got to follow shan online and the visitors bureau Oh, is, yes. Is the Visitor's Vis- Bureau visit online?
1: Cookville, absolutely. But Tessa would get me if I didn't tell you to follow all the handles. We're, <laughs> we're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine yards, and Twitter. So visit Cookville, and we're just having a great time, and we hope uh, you guys join us there as well.
0: Shan Stout, thank you so much for joining us on Local Matters.